please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan, and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Our beloved Caitlin, unfortunately, has a really bad cold, so she's not here, but we are absolutely blessed with the special guest, Allie Jones. Hi, Allie. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. So just so everyone knows who you are, Allie and I used to work together at The Cut. I freaking love her. She is a writer who often writes for like New York Times, and she has a biweekly column in Vice called Ragtime, and it's all about celebrity gossip. Mm-hmm. And now she has a podcast with her two sisters. It's called Is She Okay? And I listen, and I feel really upset that I don't have two sisters. Well, there's pluses and minuses to everything. But thank you so much, though. Such a nice introduction. I just memorized it all. (laughs) This is what happens when you're such a huge fan. Oh, no. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, back to the intro. Um, You guys should make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review which is very helpful because sometimes we get some not-so-great ratings, so that's very nice. What the heck? <laughs> you can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at And this week we are chatting about Prince George's birthday, mm-hmm. uh, Kate and Meg's latest people cover, Ooh. <laughs> and we have a bunch of royal updates. So I hope everyone's ready for some updates. And uh, we also have a royal refreshment this week. It is... And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Some rum that Caitlin got sent, and it's really, really good. I can't see the label. What it, it says Oni's. Oni's. O-W-N-E-Y apostrophe S. I have not previously heard of this. It also says New York City on the label. Ooh, chic. Yes. Chic, chic, chic. It's delicious mixed with Diet Coke. Yes. It's, it reminds me of my days with the captain. <laughs> Captain Morgan. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's just just like college. I love it. <laughs> but it's like a it's classier than our captain days because I'm not like falling around drunk at a Halloween party dressed like a pirate. But am I really dressed like a pirate or am I dressed like someone who's wearing like pinstripes and it's kind of like a shirt and it shouldn't be a dress? You know what? I think did you get that at like a party city or something? I feel like yes. I can picture exactly what you're saying. It's like mm-hmm. very it's very like Honey, should you be wearing that in public? I say yes. <laughs> if you're under 24, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be under 24. Well, I mean, as we still are. Yes, definitely. Um, so we have a listener email. Uh, it's from Viola, and it's the subject is the sunglasses. Uh, she writes, Hello, ladies. I just finished the latest episode of the pod and had to chime in about Kate's sunglasses. Um, Kate wore these amazing uh, Ray-Bans. Oh. And Elizabeth Holmes has been posting about them quite a bit. And so I'm obsessed with them. And I'm like, should I get these Ray-Bans? Will I die if I don't? I say yes. Get them. Yes. So we were talking about that. And uh, Viola writes, I bought them when I saw her rocking them and realized I could finally afford something she wore. Oh, good point. It was like 150 which isn't cheap, but is less than like... You know, her really fancy... $4,000 skirt or something of that nature, yes. Yeah, completely. So it's, like, relatively affordable without actually being affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, She continues, they came in just yesterday, and I love them. I'm not one to buy something because the celebrity royal wears it, but I thought these were so cute. Went for it, and don't regret for one second. Loyal Roro Viola. 
Wow. Congratulations, Viola. That's really exciting to get something that and then you like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said this many times, but I lost my Tom Ford sunglasses in the ocean. It was really difficult for me because I loved my Tom Fords and I think about them a lot. <laughs> Oh, well, at Tom Ford, maybe consider sending Lisa a replacement pair and we'll shout them out on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) On this one. And is she okay? Yes. I will say it many times. And if you want to send, is she okay, some sunglasses, you know, we can just open it up wide and we'll see what happens. Allie, can I just ask you, what's it like having a podcast with your siblings? Like, how does it work? Are you guys loving it? Are you hating it? Or are you bothing it? Bothing for sure. No, it's so much fun. And it's... We've never, like, worked on a project together, um, and we're all really close in age, so that is really fun to do. But, of course, we're fighting the whole time as well um, in a really nice way, in a sweet way, I would say. I really love hearing stories about, like, confirmations. <laughs> yes. we Yeah, we grew up um, going to Catholic school, so we have a lot of shared memories in that <laughs> arena um, that we just need to work through, and sometimes that comes up. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I love it, and I want to to be adopted by their family. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) And so for This Week in Royal History... And now, This Week in Royal History. We are chatting about the birth of Prince George Alexander Louis of Cambridge, and he was born July 22nd, 2013. I forgot that one of his middle names was Louis. I actually forgot that, too. And as I'm looking at the date, I can't believe that this was just one month after maybe our American princess, Northwest, was born. <laughs> because I distinctly remember actually being with my sisters um, on a trip and seeing Twitter completely blow up that Northwest was born. So I'll never forget it was June 2013. And then Prince George. Were you watching the Lindo Wing um, video waiting for him to be presented? Oh, yeah. I definitely did. And I remember, like, the Kate looked amazing, the dress, everything. It's it's weird when you look back on it now because it feels so invasive. You're like, girl, you should be laying down. You shouldn't be looking so great. But at the same time, I will never look that amazing. And she just had a baby, like, five hours prior. I know. So do you think – so they had someone come in to do her hair, right? Didn't she have, like, an amazing blowout? Yeah. She had a perfect – Blowout, perfect makeup, like her team was there. And I think with George, it was like the following day. But, you know, with um, Charlotte and Louis, it was just like, get out of there. Get right to it. Yeah. I'm just really happy. I mean, I'm not trying to compare them. People don't mm-hmm. like when we compare. But I'm I'm really happy that Megan didn't have to go through that because I feel like no woman should really have to go through that. No, you definitely shouldn't have to. I got the sense that Kate, like, maybe wanted to. Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe. I think, like, she wanted to present Present the air. Yeah. But no, I'm glad. If you don't want to do it, that sounds like a nightmare. So (laughs) I have a hard enough time like leaving the house before 8 a.m. on days when I haven't given birth. So I know. I mean, how did I get here? It's like 630. Like, I don't know what I've been doing all day. So, yeah. So um, Prince George was born at St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, which I walked past maybe in 2009. So wow. Really all about me. Yeah. You were telling the future. And the Duke of Cambridge said in a statement that the couple could not be happier, end quote. (laughs) Um, Then they stayed in the hospital overnight. And, of course, the bulletin signed by the Queen's gynecologist who led the medical team that delivered the baby was taken by a royal aide from St. Mary's to the palace. And then on that easel, you remember the fancy easel, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we got the info and it said... Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cambridge, was safely delivered of a son at 4.24 p.m. today. Her Royal Highness and her child are both doing well. 
and they've continued to do well, I would say. They are just thriving. So <laughs> so for Prince George's birthday, we were gifted the images of him, first of all, wearing a soccer jersey. So freaking cute. I cannot believe it. And then secondly, the picture, the third picture seemed to be um, when on their vacation in Mustique. Yes, which is an appropriate vacation for any six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Mystique is a super fancy private island. It's not private in that, like, the Cambridges own it, but it's private in that it's only, like, exclusive villas and very fancy places that, you know, I will never get to go to. And I'm not even saying that self-deprecatingly. Like, I will never have that wealth. No, and so they go there specifically because, like, paparazzi can go. Yes, and it was really popular with um, Princess Margaret, and a lot of celebrities go there. I I can't say this from knowledge, but I assume Leo must have been there at some point, Like, don't you think? Surely, yes. He's been there, I'm sure. This seems like something the Cloonies would be doing, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like very ultra-fancy exclusive. So um, the pictures that were released, of course, taken by the official Cambridge child photographer— Kate Middleton. I'm so impressed with her, to be honest. I did not know that this was her passion, but I think she could really make a good living at uh, portrait photography. Yeah, she could definitely do that. And I think, um, you know, that's along with that comes like wedding photography. And mm-hmm. I think she would be really good. Yeah. You have to have a really good eye and you have to be very patient and you have to be very good with working with people. So I feel like she probably has all those things as she talks to people every day. Yes. Didn't she kind of start a party planning business like before she and Prince William got married? It was her family. She's okay. A, she's the heiress to a party planning business. Oh, okay. So that's it. But she worked there briefly and then Pippa worked there too. And then Pippa um, had a Vanity Fair gig for a little bit. And then Pippa wrote for the Waitrose uh, gro- grocery store magazine until I believe recently. Wow. Okay. And she, Pippa was also very into the party planning and like etiquette stuff. Yes. yes. Remember her book? Yes. Does, I mean, do I though? No, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, Did that sell copies? I don't know. I should ask my, my sister's a book editor. We need to get the scoop on this. I wonder if it's still in production. Oh, I wonder. I think it's called Celebrate. Oh, that's nice. It's sort of like a Lauren Conrad type of book. Or I feel like Kate Hudson also has a book called that. Oh, interesting. It's a popular title. Yes, it definitely is. Um, so with Prince George's birthday, he his pictures are super cute. So first of all, he's missing teeth, which is really kid-like of him. Yeah. It's like classic child. He's got <laughs> He's got very beautiful hair. Beautifully blonde. Yeah, I mean, let's hope he doesn't lose it prematurely, but he's looking great as of six. And he is wearing um, the jersey from the Lionesses, and they were the UK or the England soccer team that recently played in the World Cup. Now, I read that this caused some controversy. Yes, and I feel like we can label this, in my opinion— as dumb. Okay. No, I, I, I think anything to do with soccer is dumb. But, um, <laughs> c- yeah, can you explain what people were upset about? Okay. So I'm reading from Town & Country. Um, Town & Country writes that the seemingly innocent clothing choice has sparked a small controversy. George is repping the England lionesses, and it's understood that the photos were taken as the World Cup caused a surge in the team's fe- 
fame, although, per the Daily Mail, it's one of George's favorite shirts regardless. <laughs> and so here's, here's the scandal. The House of Windsor isn't meant to represent England. As the UK's reigning royals, they're supposed to support Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland as well. And as everything the royals do is put under a microscope, even a small thing like George wearing an England jersey can cause a stir and accusations of giving England preferential treatment. Oh, man. No, that is dumb. Yeah, so it's like, I guess I can understand if it's a bigger thing and other places feel like they're not getting the representation mm-hmm. that they need. And I think that's probably a really legitimate thing. And But it's, he's like a child. He likes a soccer team. Right. I would say that, like, most six-year-olds are running around in, like, Superman underwear and, like, you know, like, crowns on their heads. Like, I don't think that just a specific soccer jersey is that big of a deal. Yeah, so I don't really think that this is the Cambridges. I mean, I I don't honestly know if they have shown treatment or whatever people might be saying, but I don't think that this is emblematic of a big problem. I think it's just a little boy wearing a shirt. I would bet that Prince George picks all of his clothes. Probably. He's six, right? Yeah. Unless forced to wear something else. But my bet would be that this was his design. Probably. And he looks really happy and he's like rolling around in the grass in his soccer shirt. So like that's what a kid should do. Yeah. And then there's more dumb drama, in my opinion. I hope that people aren't mad at me. Well, people are always mad at me. So, um, Oh my God, why are they mad at you? I don't know, Allie. You're such a nice person. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) My God, marry me, Allie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, it's official. Okay, it's official. Sorry, Adam. I have to tell Adam. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, the latest dumb drama is um, people are so fixated on the Instagram comments that these royals put on each other's accounts. So, if... um, like, if if it's someone's birthday and then they comment something, people are like, oh, that's not friendly enough. Or if it's someone's birthday and they don't say anything, they're like, why didn't you say anything? Or if they do a specific post for one person, like the queen, they're like, well, why didn't you do a post for this person? Mm-hmm. And it's just a little like, all right, you guys. Like, I have an Instagram account and I try to only post things that I think make me look really cool and also make me look like I'm not on Instagram every single second of the day, which I am. Right, sure. So it's like curated when I'm like, oh, (laughs) just saw this picture. I didn't even mean to post it here because I don't even go on this app. Exactly. Have you tried the screen time thing? Um, My boyfriend does it and it makes me want to die. I've tried it every day for the last three days and I've hit my limit immediately and then ignored the limit. So I'm not sure that this is working. I will get like notifications being like, "Oh, you you've been on here less than often or less than usual," and it'll be like, "You were only on for like an average of five hours." A day. Right? <laughs> I know it's so depressing. <laughs> it's really <laughs> just the worst thing that ever happened to me. Okay, so the drama is uh, Sussex Royal commented on the pictures of uh, young little George, and they wrote, "Happy birthday! Wishing you a very special day and lots of love." Doesn't that seem perfectly nice? Yes. I mean, I do think it's a little strange that they're wishing him happy birthday on Instagram, but I guess it's sort of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, obviously, they're probably seeing him in person and saying happy birthday, but people want to know that they're also publicly saying happy birthday. It's like when any of our favorite reality stars post things about their significant others and you know they're, like, sitting next to each other and it's like, happy birthday, baby. Jax, Mm -hmm. you're 40. I love you so much. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry, I, I love Vanderpump. And Allie <laughs> oh, loves Vanderpump. I really do, yeah. Uh, so the drama, uh, this is per E. They write, uh, some people have commented like, he's the future king, treat, treat him with respect. He is HRH Prince George to you. Don't forget to mention. And 
that someone wrote, when all the royal accounts have used a prince except yours. So there is really something. Everyone's a critic, ma'am. Everyone's a critic. Here's my question, because you're the expert. Is he actually um, HRH Prince George to Prince Harry? Oh, see, this is the thing. I'm not that much of an expert. I don't know. I don't think so, but I guess he's going to be the king. So, like, maybe, but do I know? I don't know. Our listeners surely know. They know way more than I do, and I can completely admit that. But Okay, so we'll find out in about a week. (laughs) When everyone tells me. (laughs) Um, No, I would think if they're family, you don't have to address someone with a title. Well, it's, like, different— there's certain rules where if you are like married into the family, you have to curtsy to certain people. But mm. if you're if you're um, not, then you don't. But then if you're still like they say blood relatives, I don't like saying blood. It sounds weird. Oh. But if you're like blood, then like you might have to curtsy to someone, but you might not to others. It's very very complicated. And actually, Town and Country has a really good guide to the royal etiquette. And so, if anyone wants to Google that, they can find all the information that I am currently lacking wow i'm gonna look this up no wonder did you see that video i feel like you guys probably already talked about this but billy eichner like freaking out at the lion king premiere over how he was gonna greet Meghan markle and yes and he's still talking about it and it's really cute and um do you know that i got stopped by billy on the streets what when it did not make it to air um i looked it up in my phone recently to see when the picture was taken it was Wow, just like Prince George, it was 2013. Wow, early days. Weird, weird. Um, I was just walking, I was working at a legal news website, and I was walking um, in Union Square, and he, this guy comes running up to me with his microphone, and he says, I'm going to say it slowly, but he said it very fast. He sure. said, did Army Hammer peak too soon? And this was like after Gossip Girl, but then also after he had like all those flops when people thought he was going to be this giant star right away. Oh, right, like after the social network and all that. but it, Like after he did that thing with um, Johnny Depp. Well, I guess that was such a flop because I don't even know what you're talking about. It was yeah. like Lone Ranger or something, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't a great role for him, I don't think. <laughs> now he's doing just fine. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think I did not make it to air, but I remember the moment so clearly, and I signed a release, and I have a picture of me holding my um, little number because I had to take the- – they had to take a picture of you to, like, match it with the release. Sure. Um, I think it did not make it to air because I either said yes or no, and I did not, like, freak out. I was mm-hmm. just like, no or yes. And you don't remember which? I probably said yes because I really felt like he had a lot of potential. And especially watching his arc in Gossip Girl, you were like, hmm, he's going places. You know, he was Gabriel. He was a southerner who was running a Ponzi scheme. Wow. And he schemed. Serena's friends and family out of money, but then he fell in love with her because she's beautiful. Oh, okay, I remember. And so this. then he had to give back the money. Anyway, so that is my personal connection to Billy Eichner. I had a like five second interaction with him that was caught on tape and never aired. Okay, so you're like six degrees of separation from Meghan Markle now. <gasps> I am. Do you know Meghan Markle is my sorority sister? <gasps> you're a Kappa Kappa Gamma. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Did you get the magazine that was used in the Beyonce um Brit Awards thing? The that has her like picture as with the crown and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You got that? Yes. That actually we had I think we have two copies of it floating around because my sister Bridget was also a Kappa. Oh my gosh. And 
they they'll find you anywhere. They'll keep sending you those magazines no matter how many times you move. They just they I've never subscribed, but the Kappa Alumni magazine, it comes to you and you and you can't escape it. So Allie, I guess you can go to Windsor and be like, hey sister. Right. And I can um slipper the grip. That sounds so creepy. Um but it's like a it's <laughs> a secret handshake i'll do it to you later (laughs) well actually no i won't wink wink because you're not supposed to okay (laughs) also she can be the fourth sister for your podcast that would be great she's welcome anytime so caitlin is extremely sick and we didn't intend to have Allie as the guest host although we're so excited for Allie to be the guest host it was supposed to be the three of us hanging out i know i wish you were here caitlin but caitlin from her i don't know deathbed maybe (laughs) um she sent some questions for Allie. So I'm going to play one and apologies to the listeners because I think Caitlin sounds pretty awful. Oh, no. But she sounds beautiful, too. Okay. Hi, Allie. I'm such a big fan of your work. My question for you is, how can you tell when a gossip story is fake or fakey? And what cues suggest that a story might actually be real or coming from a real person? Oh, man. (laughs) I feel like Kaylin has a future in ASMR videos. Yes. Yes. I had to write an explainer post for The Cut about an ASMR star, and that's when I first, like, started listening to them. And I'm like, these are weird, but I get it. No, I totally get it. So she – that is her future thing. So her question was um, about how you can determine if gossip reports are real or fake or fakey or, like, what you should look out for. And Allie's the perfect person to ask about this because Allie writes about celebrity gossip. Yes. I think there are, the number one thing is to consider the source. Um, anything like an in touch or a star or like a national inquirer is more often than not made up. Um, but I would say that people in Us Weekly like pretty frequently have real stories and you have to basically look at the quotes and consider like who could this be coming from and what are they trying to potentially promote with the quotes. So another way to think about it is where would the publicist be going with a story that they would want to put out about their client? So Mm -hmm. typically people will get like the publicist approved version of it. And then Us Weekly might get like something slightly more scandalous, but also approved. Um, And yeah, that's kind of like how you how you start to look through it. Well, this is a great time to just segue right into the latest People cover story on Meg and Kate. Right. It's all about their, quote unquote, friendship. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying it's like, it's quoted. But uh, obviously the women went out together with Pippa at Wimbledon and they looked like they actually liked each other. Mm -hmm. And so that has suddenly led to all these places being like, feud over, they're friends, all this other stuff, et cetera. And so people was interesting because, as you said, people tends to have, like, the version of the story that people, like, those around Mm -hmm. these people they write about would approve of. So what was your take on everything that they said? No, this is so interesting. I would say, and it does differ a little bit between the American media and the British media, um, also because, like, all the libel laws are different and everything. Um, so sometimes people in Us Weekly can get away with saying a little bit more about the royals than even, like, a Daily Mail could, even though the tone is so different, too. Like, the Daily Mail's kind of rude. I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, they're very <laughs> rude, and people here know that they're rude. But but also sometimes, like, the Daily Mail can't say things that, like, Us Weekly could say because of the, the different laws. But 
what I made of the people story, first of all, I think the royals sell really well for people. So they always want to get a Kate Middleton or, or a Meghan Markle on the cover if they can. Um, and I think that, that the royals or whoever might be potentially feeding this story have realized that like people do want to see Meghan and Kate be friends. And I think those pictures at Wimbledon like played really well. So I would say... But I, in my reading, I never really thought they were feuding to begin with. Yeah, I didn't either. I always thought that it was more maybe between the brothers, if anything. Yeah, and that's what, like, reports eventually said. But mm-hmm. it's just at first they had to pit it on the women because, of course, they had right. to. But so, yeah, like, I never thought that they were feuding. I do think that they're different people. So if they're not close, that seems fine. Right. Yeah, I think that now maybe they do have kind of, like, have more things in common, like with Megan having a baby. But mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think that they were destined to be best friends. Yeah. And so people, whenever people has a cover story, they tend to break it out into a lot of different posts. Sure. And so one post um, is called or entitled, How Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton are bonding over motherhood. Their relationship is strengthening. I mean, that's it is kind of silly, but I could see this coming from somewhere real. Yeah, I feel like it's a a real thing. Like there, there is a sense of K- Megan and Kate's relationship strengthening. Um, they said during the Wimbledon match, Megan and Kate were genuine and sweet together. When Megan's friend Serena lost the match, Kate put her hand out and rubbed Megan's back to console her. Oh, wow, that's very intimate. Well, I was almost thinking reading this, like especially now that Megan does have a baby, I could see Kate feeling maybe more protective over her because she knows what it's like to try to like have privacy for your children, and I'm sure it's scary for them to be so known mm-hmm. <laughs> and have children. So I could see maybe that would make Kate soften towards Megan if there was anything going on there. And maybe that's brought them together. But this is obviously, like, very publicist-approved language. Like, how do we know that she put her hand on her back? I never (laughs) saw it. Yeah, there's not a picture of it. So, I mean, I believe it, but it's also interesting that that information got out. Yeah. And then the next story, or another story, was how Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton managed the undue pressure to be best friends. That actually is probably a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. if people suddenly wanted them to be best friends and you're like, okay, I like this person, but I don't have that much in common with her, mm-hmm. that's really awkward. Right. Like, I've met a lot of people, like, uh, friends of friends or, like, you know, maybe one of us is, like, dating someone in the other person's circle and, like, you like them, but mm-hmm. you're not going to call them to hang out. Right. I think any time that a relationship is forced based on, like, who your significant other is, it's it, you're not necessarily going to click with them right away. And also when it's family. Right. Dish on how your sisters like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I think they like him a lot. Um, they actually – so – Adam and I just got engaged, and they helped him pick the ring, and he's very sweet with them. So I think they like him, but if if there's anything to the contrary, I'm sure I'll find out eventually. (laughs) (laughs) So um, some of the quotes uh, from the People article that we're looking at right now says, uh, there was undue pressure where the whole world wanted them to be best friends. I, is that? Do you find that to be true, that the whole world wanted them to be best friends? I bet that an equal number of people wanted them to fight. I think, <laughs> I think that's probably true. I think that a lot of people like drama, mm-hmm. and they like... I mean, okay, tabloids love to pit them together, and I think that's incredibly sexist and rude, but 
or pit them against each other. I mean, sure. And I think that's really sexist and rude. But like maybe that's something that sells. Maybe that has the tabloids like flying off the shelves and the stores that they're sold. Right. I mean, I would be interested to see the sales number for this cover because, I mean, people do buy things just with Kate or Megan on the cover, but <laughs> it's not a scandalous story to say, like, they're friends. I'm sure that maybe a more negative story would sell better. It's it's so weird how that works because, I mean, obviously we both write about people's lives, but mm-hmm. I really like the way that you do it because you do it in such a intelligent, thoughtful way. You're like, oh, gosh, thanks. <laughs> well, you look at like why the stories are out there, what they mean and what's really going on. Mm-hmm. You're not just like mean, you know, and I think a lot of times people can be just mean. And so it is interesting to see like, OK, people's like, you know, private aspects, like the fact that Kate rubbed Megan's back, that makes it into a magazine. Mm-hmm. And that's like such a small private moment. And it could have been like someone sitting around them or it could have been one of their confidants or it could have been like, you know, a source close mm-hmm. to them or whatever. But it's just so strange that these interpersonal relationships and these stories make it into publications in the first place. Um, so now we have some royal updates, just Ooh. going through some Random royal news that we got. Um, so Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's new foundation's name was revealed. Uh, that's E! News. Uh, they said it's Sussex Royal, found the foundation of the Duch. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Duch. Um, <laughs> Sussex yeah, Royal, good. the foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, or Sussex Royal, which is their Instagram handle. I think that's cohesive branding, and I give it five stars. I think they're really good with branding. Their Instagram account is really solid. They're doing such a Mm -hmm. great job. Okay, question. Do you think either of them are personally involved in the production of the Instagram? I I don't know if they're involved in the day-to-day, and I wouldn't know per se, but I think Megan has a lot of experience in social media. So even if she is not the person posting things, she's at least like probably overseeing her team that does it. And so mm-hmm. maybe she's occasionally posting, but I would assume anything they put out is basically like an official statement. So they have to actually like think about it. They can't just put out, you know, like here's a caption and a picture. They can't do like a throwback Thursday. That's just a super casual thing because it's going to be in every single publication and we're all going to be like, what does this mean? What's happening? But she's so um, savvy at it. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine that she wouldn't be really involved, but I don't know if she's a person pressing send. I bet that it's on her phone. Probably. And I also bet that she has a burner account and she switches between the two. Yeah. I also bet that because if I had Instagram, I mean, and if I had it and then it was taken away from me, I mean, mm-hmm. then I would definitely have a burner account. I had a burner account before that I would use to, like, look at people's stories. I didn't want them to know that I was looking at their stories. Oh, yeah. Once, <laughs> when I was, like, my first job out of college, I was working at The Atlantic, and I did this story on, like, Instagram famous cheerleaders, and a lot of them blocked me, and then I made a dummy account so I could still follow them. Wow. But, yeah, I'm still blocked. <laughs> um, That was sort of really neither here nor there. But I bet that... I think that they do a really nice job with it, and I'm not surprised that I bet Megan has had this on her vision board that this is going to be the name of their foundation, so they made it the Instagram name. I really like it. I think it's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, and then today, uh, Prince Harry reenacted a chimp greeting with Dr. Jane Goodall. On, I see that on People. And then my connection to this, just to be very selfish, no, please is say. that I interviewed Jane Goodall for How I Get It Done. <gasps> 
How was she? She's amazing. I mean, obviously. She's, of course, so smart, but she's also so no frills. Like, it's in the copy, but, like, it... She talked about how if she's staying at a hotel, she'll be sure to, like, grab a roll at dinner and then eat it for breakfast the next day. And I'm like, wow. like you're amazing. And she's focused on the environment. And she's just, I don't know, talking with her. I was just like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I mean, Lisa, you are. But that's amazing. Thank you. Um, so there was an event uh, for Jane Goodall's Roots and Shoots Global Leadership Meeting. And Harry met with her there. And then he said of her, she's a woman of kindness, warmth, immense knowledge, and a softness that's needed by mankind just as much as it is by chimp kind. Chimp kind! I've been admiring her work since I was a kid, and it was so wonderful to find out that she was even more amazing in person. And then a video of their chimp greeting and a hug between the two is on the Sussex Royal account, and it's just very lovely. I approve. I think that Prince Harry genuinely shows a lot of enthusiasm for these kinds of things, and I like to see it. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I love to see it, right? Isn't that yeah. the meme? You love to see it. We love to see it. It's great. And then uh, another update that we have. Um, so there's a lot of stuff happening in the U.K. right now that's not about the royals. Um, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson was just basically named as a prime minister as soon as a Theresa May resigns. He is the prime minister. And um, what's really interesting is that Queen Elizabeth has met with so many prime ministers. She's seen so many come and go through her reign. It's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. But when all this stuff is happening and it's such a hot topic, like Brexit is such a hot topic and he is very much for Brexit. Right. And but she can't she can't express an opinion. None of the royals can express an opinion. And that's really fascinating because, like, she's meeting with all these prime ministers. She's meeting with all these leaders of state. And she is a leader of state, but she also can't, like, say what she thinks and what would be good for the country or what wouldn't be good for the country. Mm-hmm. So it's quite fascinating. But um, there were reports that she had to delay her vacation to meet with Boris Johnson. I mean, that sucks. That does suck when anyone, like, interferes with your vacation plans. It's like, come on. Especially if it's a guy with that kind of hair. <laughs> That's my comment on that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My beloved Caitlin, my sick, sick, sick beloved Caitlin with her cold, um, sent in her high and low. And please enjoy this ASMR experience. Nice. My love. <laughs> No, it's good. It's the birthday photos of Prince George because I think they are genuinely my favorite birthday portraits of his so far. He looks so dang happy, and I loved the football jersey. Okay, she she shows self awareness, right? Because she's like, I sound like an ASMR podcaster, which is so true. Caitlin, I think you have a future in this. Yeah, seriously, your second podcast. Is there an ASMR podcast? There must be. There must be. be. People that was are a dumb super question. Into I'm it. sure there is. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like if you listen to certain sounds, it's like whispering or someone like clanking their nails against something or chewing. It can allegedly have this like response where you feel like tingly and joyful. Mm-hmm. So that's what Caitlin just did for you. So yeah, you're welcome. Um, Milo is that Caitlin is dead. No. <laughs> what is your low alley? 
Oh gosh. Um, I have been feeling pretty good this week. I would say my low is that I'm super behind on a lot of work. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then my high is, oh, this is really nice. Um, Town and Country gave us some really amazing recognition. They had Woo! a list of the best podcasts of 2019, which is not actually the best ones. It's just their favorite ones. And we got this really, really lovely write-up from a writer named Maggie. And it was really, really sweet. And we were featured quite prominently. And I'm just dying. Um, Featured number one. Yeah. yeah that's like, amazing. Like, what? Me? Caitlin? What? Woo! So Congratulations. That, that's my royal high. What is yours? I think it's, like, really a toss-up between getting engaged and being on this podcast. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from Karen. She writes, Royals la- <laughs> Royal Ladies Rule. The Regal Lady... La- <laughs> <laughs> It's the rum. I poured it into a pint cup and I finished it. Nice. Oh, my God. I'm like, you really. Okay, I got to go. It's a Tuesday. I'm having a day. I needed to drink. You need it. You need it. I needed to drink all the rum. Okay. The regal ladies of Royally Obsessed are so awesome. I can't wait for each week's podcast. I've been following the royals since 1980. I still have my receipt from August 1990 when I visited the royal wedding dress exhibit at Kensington Palace. Caitlin and Lisa are so fabulous each week. If you're interested in the Royals, don't miss this podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Karen. That's very nice. Thanks. Um, so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Allie, how can we follow you? Where can we read you? And where can we listen to you? Okay. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Allie Riley Jones. Um, you can also listen to my podcast anywhere you get podcasts. It's Is She Okay um, with my sisters. You can read me in Vice um, and pretty much anywhere. Just, you know, like Google Allie Jones and you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> are you the only result or is, are there a lot? Oh, no. Surely there's a lot, but I would say I'm the only journalist named Allie Jones. So There are so many named Lisa Ryan. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe, I mean, maybe there are more Allie Joneses and I just don't know about them. Lesser Allie Jones. Um, <laughs> and you guys can follow Caitlin at HeyKMenz on Twitter and Instagram. That's H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z. Um, hopefully she is feeling better by next week. Yeah. That's we very sad. You, Caitlin. And then I'm Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And that was it. Until next week, guys. God save the pod. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thanks for being here. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.